This episode of Pod Cemetery is brought to you by Blair Witch Hunt Black Hills Forest Tour. The Blair Witch Hunt, over 10,000 satisfied customers. Hello, my name is Chris. My name is Kelsey. And this is Pod Cemetery, where we dissect horror movies like the rotting corpses that they are. And it's a Blair Witch Week on Pod Cemetery. We are closing out the franchise with our classic film, Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, from the year 2000. And our modern film, just Blair Witch, from 2016. But before we get to the movies, Kelsey, how do we start the show? Horror trivia. Give me what you got. Name two horror movies starring Max von Sydow. Horror movies. I think we found out, isn't it Seedow? I don't know. I mean, there's fucking... uh, Do do they have to be in different franchises? They should be. Because he's in The Exorcist. Yes, he is. And he's in The Exorcist 2, right? Yes, he's in that one scene. Okay. Where else do we know him from? We've had him on the show a couple times. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Mm. What else did they have there on the card? Well, the other one is not one we have seen. Which is what? Hour of the Wolf. Oh, okay. Let me see. I'm going to check our website. Dreamscape from 1984. He was the doctor in that movie. Really? Yeah. How funny. The only other movies we've seen him in are the two Exorcist films. Ah, okay. All right, Kelsey. While the Blair Witch is important in her eponymous legend, the 1940s child murders were committed by whom? It's like John Party or John Pardon, something like that. Parner, it's a par or something. It's par, Is the last name. I'll give it to you. It's Rustin Parr. Rustin Parr. Yes. Which I saw somebody online note is an anagram for Rasputin with two extra R's. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You know what spells out Rasputin? If you throw in (laughs) two or more R's. (laughs) All right. That brings us right into our first film, 2000's Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, or depending on where you reference, Book of Shadows, colon, Blair Witch 2, directed by Joe Berlinger, with characters, of course, by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez, written by Dick Beebe and Joe Berlinger, starring Jeffrey Donovan, Stephen Barker-Turner, Erica Learson, Tristan Schuyler, and Kim Director. Apparently... Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez, who made the first one, were like, no, we don't want to make another one. At least not so soon. We'd rather the hype die down first and then we can release another one. But Artisan, owned, who distributed the first film, owned the rights. So they're like, no, we're making another one and right away. And so they were hardly even 
involved in this process at all. Like they were just kind of aware of it and there was nothing that they could do about it. This is, or it was the only movie directed by Joe Berlinger until extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile, which he directed in 2019. Mm, We Uh, never saw that. Yeah. But even Joe Berlinger's involvement in Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, wasn't complete control either, because Artisan commissioned reshoots for the film to make it a little bit more commercial, because, of course, that's the problem with this movie, is that it wasn't commercial enough. Berlinger uh, repeatedly states on the commentary that he doesn't like the changes that were made and that they ruin the ambiguous tone of the plot. So even he doesn't like this sequel, and he's the director. <laughs> well, this movie's awful. It is. What is it about, Kelsey? It is a reenactment of supposedly what happened after the summer, the summer after what happened in the movie Blair Witch, or the the summer after the movie came out, and. It's nonsense. I couldn't it's tell very, you what it's very, very nonsense. In order to make it... Okay, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. It's not found footage. That's what I just said. It's a reenactment. But I mean, it's not a reenactment using the found footage format. Like, it's it's just a scripted movie. And everyone's carrying cameras, so they could have very easily have made it found footage. Even if it was just a reenactment, but even that falls apart because they have actual documentary footage that they use, right? And then they have reenactment footage that they use and multiple characters, including one of our main characters and the sheriff are in both. I couldn't even tell you if that is true because this plot makes no sense. Well, in the very beginning, there is no plot. There isn't. But in the very beginning, they're like interviewing people from around the town, and he's one of the interviewees. That's true. And so is the sheriff. The sheriff is seen. So, like, so was that a reenactment, too? I think so. And if they're going to reenact it as if it were the original source footage, like, of actual interviews with real people, why wouldn't they made the whole movie like that? Because it wasn't, you know, they wanted to make this commercial movie, and it's like... It's so frustrating to think this movie was incredibly successful for a couple of reasons. Because not the least of which is it was hugely transformative for the horror industry in that it was found footage before found footage was fucking everywhere. It wasn't the first found footage film. We've talked about this, but that was a big, big deal. And people did not know if it was real or not. And so they're just like, ah, fuck it. Let's abandon all that. They'll know it's fake now. So let's just abandon the whole entire conceit that it's so popular for. Like, why the fuck would you do that? I don't think that they did. The found footage format? You don't think they abandoned it? Oh. Oh, that's your problem. I thought you thought I thought that you were saying that they abandoned the idea that it was real, because that is why people do this is because they think it's real. Right. But now it's a thin veneer of, oh, this isn't the real thing. This is a reenactment of the real thing. Like there's extra layers of abstraction getting in your way now. Yes. Anyway, you can watch the movie for free if you have an HBO Max subscription. Otherwise, it's $4 to rent in most places, but only $3 on Redbox. 
You can buy it for $7 on most, most streaming services. I think we've already answered this question. Should people watch this movie? No. It's entirely missable. I wouldn't say the same thing about the next movie we're going to watch, but even that one just completely reverses everything that happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't regard it at all. Mm-hmm. So it's this one is entirely unnecessary. There are even times where I'm watching this one and I'm like, oh, that's entertainingly nutty. <laughs> but it's propped up by yeah, this nothing. Movie, this movie <laughs> isn't going to get a zero because it is mildly entertaining yeah it's not i'll tell you this i didn't check the time when i was watching this one but i did check the time when we watched blair witch but that doesn't say a lot because i'm gonna give the other one a much higher score yeah but it does say that i was more "Eh, this is weird Eh, that was different Eh, i don't understand what's going on that's weird (laughs) yeah you just it's so (laughs) inconsequential that you just Whatever, you just throw your hands up and just go, eh, just let it come at me, you know? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say anything can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> uh, I mean, a little bit. I got kind of almost to that point in my notes here. Uh, I do have a comment. I'll bring it up. Well, maybe I'll say anything can happen if I remember. If you want to see Jeffrey Donovan, the dude from Burn Notice, just ham it the fuck up. Maybe. Even then, he was probably the best part. He and he's not silly. Yeah, he's very silly. He's not. He's not believable at all. So you can take our advice or leave it. But when we get back, we will talk about the year two thousands. Blair Witch Two, Book of Shadows. Last summer. Hey, wait a minute! There is no book. What's the Book of Shadows? There's no book. Is there no book? There's no fucking book. We'll keep an eye on it and check it out as we go through the plot. There's no fucking book. Mm, I don't think there is. You're right. I think. Don't watch this movie. (laughs) 2000's Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows. (laughs) Last summer, after the crowds left... Five strangers returned to the woods to uncover the truth. But one of them has a secret that will unlock the curse. You know, if you don't believe in the Blair Witch, then why the hell did you bother to come? I thought the movie was cool. This fall, just in time for Halloween, the witch is back. On October 27th, forget everything you've heard. Forget everything you've seen. Because this time, the truth is scarier than fiction. A brutal murder in the Black Hills discovered today. In the past year, the Black Hills area has been overrun with movie fans wanting to get a glimpse of where the Blair Witch Project was filmed. All right, Kelsey, get us started. How does Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, begin? As we said, 
fictionalized reenactment of events that happened after the release of the Blair Witch Project, the film. This is based on public records, TV broadcasts, and interviews. Hundreds of hours of taped interviews. To the protect, names have been changed. Yeah, to protect the privacy of certain individuals, some names have been changed. Why? Why not all names? Why some? We never find out which names are changed. No. <laughs> All right, so it's the summer of 1999, and it's Burkittsville, and all the people of Burkittsville are really mad that they used the real town name for a fictional film. Except for the people who are making bank, like that one lady who has probably the best line in the movie, it costs too much to ship a rock. (laughs) (laughs) We sold some rocks on the internet, but not as much because it costs too much to ship a rock. Yeah, I Pretty love <laughs> I love that she sells dirt off her property. Uh, from, from her garden. Yes. It's great. I would do that too. Uh-huh. And yes, we do. We meet that guy. He's the main character. Jeffrey Donovan. Yeah. And he They ex- all have the same names as the people who play them. So this guy's name is Jeff. I think he explains in this beginning part that he was in a psychiatric hospital and then We get a flashback to one year earlier and I don't remember that at all and I realized why I don't remember it because it's completely fucking inconsequential. But it keeps getting brought up. Yeah. It does for no nothing reason. nothing to the plot. They just they were like, "Hey, hey, you know it's creepy." Psychiatric hospitals. Yeah, especially, like, overly aggressive and completely illegal treatment in a psychiatric hospital. So so why don't we just have some, some of that? Yeah. Well, it d- doesn't fit into the plot. Well, well, what if what if somebody was in it and they had memories of it? Okay. Like, <laughs> there's a doctor with a cigarette lit pouring some goop into his nose and, like... What the fuck is this? I don't know. Was they did they think this was is this like 2000s edge? Is this like what it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be edgy. It felt like a rip-off cheap version of 12 Monkeys. Yeah, maybe. It was like somebody, I could see that. Yeah. It's like a producer was really high on coke and was like that I want that in my movie. Mm-hmm. Do it. But it's that sort it is kind of that sort of year 2000 bullshit where they put you know pop metal like Marilyn fucking Manson in its intro which by the way Artisan forced them to use they were going to use Frank Sinatra's Witchcraft instead but they were forced to use Marilyn Manson's Disposable Teens get it? Yep. Uh, uh. No, you're not a teen, Marilyn Manson. You're fucking 30. (laughs) God damn it. Fuck that guy. Uh Uh-huh. So anyway, we get all that behind-the-scenes footage. Is there anything else about Jeff that you'd like to talk about? We see flashes of him in the future from this present. Oh, do we? That they've given us where he's... he's Yeah, so we see him being tortured at the hospital, but then we see him interviewed in the police oh, yes. station. So there is this kind of uh, narrative framing device where certain people from our main character group are being interrogated by the police. And it, again, doesn't add anything to the story. 
And it doesn't actually make any sense. It doesn't reveal anything to us because we have no idea what's going on. And we don't ever find out what happens, so it doesn't yeah, matter. We don't we don't find out what comes of like usually when you have this framing device and then the movie catches up with it, then we get to see what happens afterwards. Yep. That doesn't happen in this fucking movie. It just stops when yeah. it catches up. Yep. Yep. Anyway. I would like to point out that the credits. Did they make you think of any other movie? The Shining? It made me think of Hocus Pocus. Oh, I was just thinking of a helicopter going over the trees. and Over the orange-colored trees, oh, okay. the ripple effect, the old-school font. Oh, yeah, I guess. I couldn't believe it. It just felt achingly year 2000 to me, so I didn't even think about that. And then we get flashes of someone being tortured, which we will find out eventually what that is. Yes. But it will take a while, and we will see a lot of it before we it. find out what it is. A lot of flashes, and it's kind of hard to tell even what's going on. Yes. And so, again, what of what value is that? <laughs> it's not scary, and we can't start th- like guessing but, about what the story Chris, is there. But Chris, do you know what's scary? What is scary, Kelsey? Torture. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it doesn't. That doesn't fit with our plot. I don't care. <laughs> Put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> So it's autumn now, 1999. Yeah. And we end up finding out that this main guy was doing a Blair Witch Hunt where people found him on the internet and came to go camping with him. And I guess it was just accepted that they were going to all get drunk and high together. Yeah. Like there's never a conversation about that. Also, it was a little weird. It took me a while before I even realized that they weren't already friends. Oh, yeah. There is an immediate friendship connection. Uh Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, I don't even fucking know you. Yeah. You find out that he's just their tour guide and they've never met him before in their lives. And then after that little nugget is thrown out, then they're just best fucking friends again. Until they're not. Until they're not. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) So who do we have? We have Jeff. We Uh, have the writers. Yes. Tristan, who... Is writing a book about hysteria and delusion. Yes, yes. And she's married to Stephen, who... No, he they're doing it together. Yeah, but they're but, also married, right? Yes, but yeah. he considers himself to be the writer. Yeah. And we have... A Wiccan who says, Erica. blessed be. Isn't uh-huh. that only from... Yes, I think so. I'm pretty Didn't sure that's Catholic or something like that. I don't know. No, it, it's in the craft... But I thought they made it up for the craft. Because specifically because they didn't want to use real stuff. Right, but they had a Wiccan supervisor on the craft to make things as real as possible. It's just the demon that they're invoking is not real. Uh, But everything else, I believe, is. Yeah, no, I think that is actually a real Wiccan phrase. Mm. And we have a psychic, my favorite character. Yeah, so they're going to meet up with Kim, who's the goth. And they, we know she's goth because she's wearing black, she's covering her whole body, she has white makeup on, and black lipstick and eyeliner, and black hair, and they find her laying on a grave. Well, on Treacle's grave. Treacle is the 10-year-old girl who walked into the shallow creek and drowned. And, oh, good God, is she going to make several appearances that are just awful. They're terrible. And it's obvious what they were going for, and they do not hit their mark at all. No. Grave Encounters did it better. Uh Uh-huh. 
And um, even that, what the, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that's saying a lot. But it's it's trying to do that sort of like, you know, that stagger backwards walk thing where, you know, they film you in reverse and then they drop frames. And then like, it's trying to give that sort of effect. Have you ever seen the Bloomhouse intro? Yes. <laughs> with the girl with the yeah, hair uh-huh. that's supposed to be from the ring and she's yeah, walking no, th- backwards. Exactly. And then I would combine that with the ring. And that's kind of what you get here. All movies that came around in like the late 90s. Like it's it's just it's so fucking derivative. But it's but and like it's poorly it, done. It's bad. Yeah. Done. Uh huh. So anyway, uh, oh, yeah, Treacle, that was in 1825, a year after they founded Burkittsville, and witnesses say she was pulled under by mysterious pale hands or something like that. Yes. And she is somewhat psychic. She will- Oh, we have multiple psychics. We do? Yeah, Erica is psychic about some things, too. Is she? Yeah, no, there's this weird sort of conflict where it's between- people keep having visions- and then uh, Tristan, she knows things too. The big one is Kim, but like all the women get little touches of seeing things, predicting things. It's weird. There's like a moment for each of them. Mm. Well, but there are a few times where it's implied that Kim has psychic abilities and they even say that she thinks she does. And so it is implied by showing us images that she's mm-hmm. seeing these things before they happen. And <laughs> the problem with that is. She like laughs because she fa- she knows that the tourists are gonna die. But, but wouldn't that mean she knows she's? Yeah, wouldn't die? she know that she's gonna kill them? Or not not die, but yeah, uh-huh. be wrapped up in all this. But I guess that's not true because that's when the Blair Witch takes them over. Yeah, so uh-huh. I guess she wouldn't be able to see that. But she's able to predict everything. There's no explanation. It's just oh, we have a psychic now. Yes. Okay. But it doesn't lead anywhere. Also, yeah, nothing happens as a result, except for that's where they find the footage, because she psychically knows where the footage is. Ah, yes. That's the only thing that her being psychic does. Yes. And then they use that against her. Yep. That's the thing. You never want to let anybody know that you know information, because then why do you know that information? Yeah, uh if you're psychic, you mean. (laughs) Yes. We find out that this is the first time he's ever done it. Yes. Which nobody thought was true. Everything. He was born in Burkittsville, and then he he left, and he went to the psychiatric institute, and then he came back to mark to sell a bunch of shit off of the Blair Witch name. But so everyone has a reason for going. His reason is money. The writer's reason is their book. The Wiccan's ver- reason is. The fact that she wants the Blair Witch to be her mentor, which I do not understand. She thinks that uh, all the myth and story around her is giving witches a bad name. And I guess she wants to find out that she's a good witch and clear her name, I guess. Uh, unclear. What are you really doing? Communing with Ellie Kedward. The Blair Witch? I thought you embraced nature, not evil. No, you don't understand. Ellie... Was a good witch. I mean, she was an earth child like me. She's gonna be my mentor. You've spoken with her? Not yet. But I will. That's why I'm here. To shed my mortal coil and commune with Ellie. But do you remember why Kim wanted to go? Doesn't she like the Blair Witch shit? Like, isn't she into that shit? I thought the movie was cool. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. You know, if you don't believe in the Blair Witch, then why the hell did you bother to come? I 
thought the movie was cool. Love it. <laughs> Love it. The best thing they did with the fact that the movie actually came out in this universe. That's the best thing they did. Yes. And I think they dropped that in Blair Witch. In Blair Witch, it's real. Yeah, but the movie never came out. It was never released, but the footage existed and all that stuff actually happened. Yeah. I don't know if the movie never came out. They never make it anything about it. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Girl's pregnant, which Tristan is, is kind of important, I guess. Kind of. She's going to have, okay, let's just get this out of the way. She's going to have a miscarriage. After she spends a night partying, drinking, doing drugs. Yeah. And apparently her, supposedly her, her boyfriend wanted to keep the baby, but didn't mind that she was doing all I, of that. Because I remember asking, I'm like, wait a minute. Why, why is everyone cool with her? Like there are three people here that know that she's pregnant and you're like, yeah, but she doesn't want to keep the baby. Cause that's my question is why is she drinking and smoking and stuff? And you're like, she don't want to keep the baby. And then my, my follow up question was, but wait, doesn't Steven know that she's pregnant? And we were both like, wait, does he? And then as the movie goes on, we find out more. Yeah, he knew the entire fucking time that she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to keep the baby. And he says jack all when she starts drinking. Mm -hmm. Cool. Chris already knows that if I ever do become pregnant, he's not going to be able to drink. Yep. It's a sympathy thing. She won't be able to be around me doing that. <laughs> mm hmm but that doesn't really add to anything, does it? That she has a, it's like traumatic. And oh, isn't it's scary. it twisted that that's in the movie though, Kelsey? Is, okay, that She's is. bleeding from her vagina and she lost a baby. Isn't that fucked? And she has a dream where she kills her baby. Yes. But so I just don't know why it was included other than, yeah, like, is that just creepy to see? They need bad things to happen to them. They need bad things to happen to them. And that's kind of the motivation for the entire movie. Every beat where something happens seems to be motivated simply by the fact that they needed a thing to happen at that moment. She doesn't even leave, guys. She has the miscarriage. Uh-huh. She goes to the hospital. Uh-huh. And then they go back to the guy's house. Yeah, because she needs answers, Kelsey. She needs answers. That's later, I think. I think no, that's, she, that's when, when she goes off the deep end. But she says originally that she wants to get out of here. She means the hospital. But the next time we hear anything about her motivations, about whether she wants to stay or go, is that she she's not leaving until she gets answers. It's shortly after they show up there. That's before she, quote unquote, goes off the deep end. Hmm. I don't know, but oh well. So they get to the landmark of the home. That's okay. Rustin Parr's home. It's the same home from the first one, from the first movie, except it's been burned down to its foundation. Apparently, in the lore of this, it was burned down after he was executed. So, like, the fact that it's there in Blair Witch is weird. But now when they go there, it's just kind of the foundation and that's it. When we go back there in Blair Witch 2016, it's up again. And so it's like another thing where it's like, just pretend Book of Shadows never happened. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, oh my God. They're just saying that it just, it's so weird that it existed in this footage and it's just not here now. 
I guess that's what they're implying about the first movie, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because mm-hmm. those those little handprints that are all along the walls, those are the kids that Rustin Park kidnapped. And murdered. <laughs> Seven of them he murdered, and eighth he let live. And there were tons and tons of hands. Yeah, all In over different the colors. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. <laughs> there is a tree going growing in the middle. And he's like, the tree was never here. And they're like, what are you talking about? That tree's 100 years old. And he's like, if it's 100 years old, why is it in the middle of his living room or whatever? And then fucking nothing is done with the tree. Well, later she's naked and she's dancing around it. I guess. <laughs> but it's tiny. That's the weird part. So he is like... How could this 100-year-old tree be in the middle of the house? And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. And everybody else is just like, fuck you. We're not listening to logic. But then later, it's like a tiny tree. I guess that's supposed to be like, that's reality. But then why was there a big tree? Does it come back to being tree? When she dances around it naked, it's tiny. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't, I'm sure there's an explanation there, but it's dumb. Well, we needed to have a naked chick. Yeah. Tree. Makes sense. But that hasn't happened yet. They're just there, and they're setting up camp, and they're starting to drink. So, yeah. So, they're partying, and they're getting drunk and high. Uh, They show them that they found a picture of the woman that they think is the Blair Witch. But that's unimportant. Yeah. Like, I was like, Like ooh, lore. I'm interested. But no, that never came back. Um, But it's important that we know that they have their research there with them. Yes. But the fact that they have a picture of her is not important at all. They make a joke that I didn't understand. Uh-huh. How many Heather Donahues does it take to screw in a light bulb? Okay, wait. How many wait, how many Heather Donahues does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? Just one! Just one! I guess that's something she screams in the original, but I don't remember it at all. I don't remember that. Yeah. So, more complications in the relationships. There is a lot of flirtation between Mm -hmm. the Wiccan chick... Erica. ...and the main dude... Jeff. And at first, I thought they were in a relationship. And then you find out that they didn't know him, so that doesn't make any sense. Uh Uh-huh. But then that flirtation continues here. They seem to have a connection, but then they don't. They seem to have a connection, but then they don't. This mm-hmm. movie is a big, big mess. Yeah. These relationships are all over the place, and that doesn't that is not what that's not the same as later in the film when like she imagines that she has sex with somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's different. She also makes a joke about how the fact that, like, oh, how could Heather be in one one campsite with two dudes and no sex happens. Well, no sex happens between you guys. I mean, that's the, that's, I mean, they don't plan on any sex happening, but it does. Well, in We find out later. No, really I, I think it actually, that's what actually happened. You do? Yes. Because what, what, as far as they're concerned, nothing happens that night. Then they wake up and weird shit has happened. And when they finally get to see the footage of what happened in that time loss, it's them fucking and then killing the people. Oh, right. Yes. But that's not what I mean. I mean later when it's her and the writer. Steven. Yes. They think they have sex. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. It's unclear. (laughs) 
It's unclear. But but Wiccans are sluts, didn't you know? So true. The writer is explaining like how Steven. hysteria and delusion means that if people believe in it, that makes it real. Do you agree with that assessment, Chris? It's a weird statement to make. No, I don't think it makes it real. <laughs> but might it as well be real? Sure, you can make that argument. If enough people believe something is real, the end result might as well be that it was real. I mean, that's what because the they're whole, gonna they're gonna behave in ways that are a result of their belief of American gods. Yeah, but I don't think it's I I don't actually believe in. It. I think it's no, a cool concept. I but, think it's a cool concept. Yeah, uh-huh. I think it's an interesting thing. Like. Like, gods didn't exist before man. They didn't create man. Man created gods through their belief in them, mm-hmm. is the American gods plot, yeah. But then you'd have to believe in magic. Yep. Anyway, so who comes upon them? Another tour group. Yes, and they are, like, totally against each other, even though... Well, because the other tour group wanted to stay there for the night, too, and there's plenty of space, but no, they're territorial about it. And so there's going to be fisticuffs until Steven, I think, comes up with the great idea of going, oh, just you got to go somewhere else. But just whatever you do, don't go to Coffin Rock. That place was creepy as shit. Oh, yeah. Remember what we saw there? And they like all kind of like, oh, I see what you're doing. Right. And then the tourists end up saying, Oh, we got to go to Coffin Rock. Let's go to Coffin Rock. And so the tour guides are like, fine, you guys lucked out this time or whatever. And they leave to go camp there. But then they start laughing as they're walking away. And it's like, okay, we get that it's made up. I don't believe that they'd be laughing and then nobody would be responding that. Wait a minute. Are you just making shit up? (laughs) (laughs) Also. The Wiccan says something. And the one of the tour guides like like says something back to her, and his friend goes, "Actually, in the Wiccan tradition," and he goes, "Shut up!" And it was really funny. Oh, it was the two tour guides from the other group. Yeah, uh huh. One of the guys confirms that no, that is Wiccan or whatever. <laughs> oh, it comes back on you threefold, which they. Oh my god. They use like two or three different times in the movie right up close next to each other and then never bring it up again. Yeah. They she talk believes about in karma, karma and it comes. Anything you do comes back to you threefold. So that's why Wiccans are good. Again, the craft. Yeah. But then like it's used immediately. It's like she is a walking fucking stereotype. Yes. One of us is staying here tonight and it's going to be us or you. And it looks like us, you little bitch. It's going to come back at you threefold, man. What's she saying? Well, in the Wiccan tradition. Shut up. Your balls will fall off in three days. She sounds like that kid you knew in middle school who thought she was an actual witch. But so it's here that Kim says, oh, because they they say, what if they come back? And Kim says they're not coming back. And they go, how do you know? And she goes, I just know. Yeah. And she like almost kind of laughs about it. But it's like, how would she not know that she's going to be the reason that they don't come back? Because all she can see is that they won't, that is that they don't come back. But yeah, the implication is you know something about the future. If you don't know that, you need to explain to me why, movie, you need to explain to me why she doesn't know that. 
and they don't. Mm-hmm. But they still try to use the she knows the future. She will wake up in the morning with perfect hair and makeup, yep. by the way. Fucking everyone does. <laughs> but so they wake up to paper. Which is very obviously just plain white paper shoved through a paper shredder. And then you got like... You know, production assistants on ladders it dropping a fun it on them. Effect, I thought. It yeah, was but it's fun. very obviously not their research. Totally. Also, I love that he says the computer's just notes. You know that. Yeah, like I'm sorry, what? <laughs> because they never, they didn't make any backups of anything. They didn't take any pictures of anything, and they decided they were going to take their research with them on their hiking trip. Why would you need it on the trip? It doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. It's very stupid. It's very stupid. But the point is, they wake up, and all their research is destroyed. And all of uh, Jeff's cameras have been have destroyed. Have been destroyed, too. Yep. And that's when she, the girl finds Can. out that she had a oh, miscarriage. Yes. And that, and she Tristan. had the dream the night before about murdering her baby. Yeah, in the but water. She's just straight up, you know, giant blood patch on her pants. So then Kim gets her psychic vision of where the tapes are. So vi- recording equipment smashed, but the tapes are still intact. And she points them to it's under the foundation, just like in the original. I think we talked about it, but I don't know if it's in the actual movie. There, the archaeological group at the local college found it under the foundation of a hundred year old house. And I think there's a conflation here of the, of the house where the footage was found and Rustin Parr's house. They might be the same thing, but I haven't gotten confirmation on that. But yes, while they're still there at Rustin Parr's house, they end up digging under the foundation and finding the footage, but it's just rocks. The remarkable thing about Blair Witch Project and that footage being found is that it was found in undisturbed soil under a hundred-year-old foundation. Like, it would have had to have been buried before the foundation was laid. And that didn't make any sense. But this is just under some fucking rocks in a hole that was already there. Like, it's not remarkable in this way. Which is why he blames it on Kim. Yes. Because she knew where it was. I do have to say, where they go from here, they take... Tristan to the hospital, but then they go to Jeff's house and they're going to review the footage. I do think it's kind of a clever concept in the sequel that the characters that we're watching are reviewing their own found footage, you know? So it's like another, instead of us being the ones watching the found footage, the characters in the movie are the ones watching the found footage. That I'll give it credit for, but it's terrible execution of that concept. Was this before Paranormal Activity? Yeah, Paranormal Activity was, like, what, like 2003 or something like that? Mm-hmm. Let me see. 2007. Blair Witch 2 did it first! <laughs> he has this stupid-ass burglar alarm where That's it's dogs. That's just dogs barking. It's clever if you're hearing audio from the movie and can't differentiate between what's diegetic and what's non-diegetic. It gets irritating after a while. Yeah. And but it's it, it does come into the plot when somebody disappears and they're like, we would have heard the dogs. Oh, that's a good point. It also comes into the plot because at one point, just once, somebody opens the door and there is a dog and then Th- there it There are three real dogs there barking. No, uh, no fucking explanation. It is just this movie. is It's all over the shit. place. Yes. Oh, and there's a creepy nurse that's like she was from the 40s in the hospital that doesn't say or do anything creepy. 
and then never hear or see from her again. So we're back at Jeff's house where he has all the equipment to watch this found footage because they've lost time. Everything was destroyed. They think it might be the other tour group. But while they're back at the house, Jeff gets a call from the sheriff, which is very funny. The sheriff is one of the best parts of this movie half the time. The other half the time he's annoying when he's talking to Jeffrey. Disemboweled, Jeffrey. A brutal murder in the Black Hills discovered today the bodies of five hikers found dead atop the landmark known as Coffin Rock. Disemboweled, Jeffrey. A grisly recreation of the infamous Coffin Rock Massacre popularized by the movie The Blair Witch Project. Bodies were laid out in the shape of a pentagram. <laughs> and then he's waving to him from the news report. Are you watching? <laughs> he just waves at him. Oh, yeah, because the sheriff is dead set on blaming it on Jeff. Yes. We don't know what he did in the past. Well, Jeff is the freak who went to the psycho ward, you know, yes. like it's that thing. And Jeffrey is like, but I didn't do it. And then he has to question his own sanity. But, like, they never explain why he went there in the first place, I don't think. No, so, like, they don't. It doesn't do anything to the plot. There is no plot. <laughs> it's about to completely unravel. Oh, this is my note. It's just so fucking all over the place. Things just happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. <laughs> yes, exactly. But not in a fun way. They start to get, like, they start to notice red scratches on them, which will later turn out to be, like, what, runes? They're runes, but they're fucking Viking runes. <laughs> Just like the ones in... Are they not magic runes? Grave Encounters. They're those Viking... But, I mean, they're around the time of druids and shit. People, ah, it's ancient. It's all medieval and weird. Hermione learned about runes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, their thorn was on one of them, and that's going to become real important in the Halloween franchise <laughs> with those druids. But those runes don't mean shit. They don't do anything. They I guess if the witch touches you, you get runes on your body. And like for a while, they all pretend like they don't have them. And then at one point, they all just admit that they do. And, and then they're like, oh, they're just scratches or whatever. The rash. It must have been. It's it's literally a shape carved into your body. Like what the f like. Dumb, dumb, dumb. But then when they're in the police station, they don't have them. Yep. Anyway. They see that drowned girl. Yeah, they get like, they get told by ghosts that like, you brought it back with you. It's, you brought it back with you. <laughs> but it's literally like that. Like it's a real ghost. Woo. Yes, it is not good. girlfriend who lost the baby is going crazy she's hearing shit so is her boyfriend but she's hearing shit and then she starts to say shit like children were looking up my skirt so i hurt them yeah she keeps having dreams every time she goes to bed and she goes to bed a lot because she spends all of her time in bed resting reasonable but that's like where she spends most of this movie then she falls asleep has a weird dream talks about her weird dream incoherently and no explanation as to why she has that dream. It's just, you know, Blair Witch touched you, and now you get creepy dreams that mean nothing. This is when she says, I'm staying here until I find out what happened. Yeah. And that's because of all these weird dreams that have been happening. Why didn't you want to leave before? Yeah. Anyway, but the boyfriend is like dead set on, no, we're leaving. But then he goes and imagines that he has sex with the hot chick, and yep. then he doesn't want to leave. <laughs> 
the hot chick. All three of these women are beautiful. I mean, come on. I mean, the Wiccan girl. Yes. There is a lot of bad acting in this movie. Uh-huh. There's just, there's a lot of bad acting. The When the Wiccan girl goes crazy, it's bad news. Yeah. She's, like, going rocking back and forth a lot. She keeps repeating these same stupid chants. chants. She also, the, she also says Wittershin somewhere towards the end. Mm-hmm. And they make a big deal out of that. And they never explain. Wittershins just means counterclockwise. But in relation to witches, it's like, you know, walking and walking in circles, Wittershins. It's just a fun way of saying counterclockwise. <laughs> but so she's like, like I said, she's sitting on the ground going back and forth and she's saying, you know, we bought we brought something with us. The air is being squeezed out of me. There's something going on here. And the goth just leaves her. <laughs> leaves the room <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. jeff keeps asking for coffee all the time it's like his character trait thing he keeps demanding that other people make coffee his psychophysical. oh yes you wrote this down you were just teaching this to your students it's his psycho motivation or something action uh, yes his psychophysical, psychophysical action. action yeah <laughs> there's all kinds of shit at one point kim goes to the store and, like, grabs the chick by the throat because she's a bitch to her. But then we find out later that she actually killed her. And they act like it's a big fucking reveal, but they lay it on real thick. When she finds her nail file covered in blood. Yes. And the the lady starts the recording as if it wouldn't be recording the entire time. You think she's going to hit an alarm. She just hits a switch to record. Which, that's dumb, but I don't know if that actually exists. Maybe they do that to save on tape or whatever. I don't know. But then you know something's going to happen with the footage. And so when she just walks out after throwing the cash at her, like she grabs her and, don't you dare fucking touch me, and then throws the cash at her and then leaves. And you're like, okay, well, what was the point of showing us that the camera was on if not to reveal that that's not actually what happened? Mm Mm-hmm. And then when she gets back, she has the nail file that the clerk was using and it's covered in blood. Like, what the what were we supposed to think happened? If not, Kim killed her. Mm -hmm. And yep, that's exactly what's revealed to us later. And on her drive home, she thinks she sees ghost children. Again, things just need to happen. It gets into a car accident, but then it's fine. But then the next day, the car is destroyed. destroyed, But then it's actually fine. (laughs) It's just things need to just happen. Yeah, it is. They're just like, okay, what wacky. happens next? It's that's exactly. It's like you're telling a a cooperative. It's like a cooperative storytelling exercise in improv or something. Okay, then what happens? Then she sees a ghost in the road. Okay, then you. What happens? Well, she has to swerve because she did not hit the ghost. And then and then what happens? And then she goes back to the house. So what was the point of the car crash? Oh, nothing. Okay, cool. Exactly. It's just progressive than this then this then this and then and then and then and not we talked about this i can't remember what movie it was but it shouldn't be and then it should be so that this happens so this happens you know like one thing comes from the other not just a list of completely disconnected unrelated things and that's what this is mm-hmm. telling a story yeah the basics Something I'm working on with my students right now. <laughs> trying to get them to be able to take information and turn it into a story. So, 
it's finally revealed. Well, we get one scene where we see that Erica was naked at one point. She also tells us about how the kids would dip their hands in blood and put them on your on her body. Oh, you're talking about Tristan having the dream. I'm talking about Erica the Wiccan chick. I thought that Wiccan chick was the one who said that. Oh, maybe she is. I don't know. But she just really freaks out, and that's why she does all the chanting. And then she fucking disappears. And then they get oh, to yeah. see... Her clothes are left behind. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> She's not there, but her clothes are there. The Langoliers? <laughs> <laughs> left behind yeah anyway we gotta do the Lego lyrics that movie is terrible it is but it's superbly terrible yes scaring the little girl <laughs> they follow behind time and eat it <laughs> what the fuck were you on Steven <laughs> Anyway, and then they think that, like, she, the Wiccan chick made up her, her life story because they call the people that she says were her parents and they're like, no, we didn't have any kids. Why was that a thing? I don't know. It has, again, zero impact on anything. The, the one who lost the baby, they imagine that she's eating a fake dead owl. <laughs> Or is that... No, he thinks he sees Kim eating a fake dead owl, but then she's actually just eating a piece of chicken. Yeah. Again, things just need to fucking happen. Oh, but yeah, they find out that the deaths were reenacted at Coffin Rock, and that is when the cop calls him on the television and, yeah, s- and says... To tell him that all the people were actually killed. We know The other you tour did group, it, and they accuse... Yeah. Nothing makes sense. Whole bunch of shit. Yep. I have no idea. They find, oh, they find, like, detailed backgrounds. Files? Files. On each person? On each person. With no explanation as to who made them or where they came from. Well, they end up being from... The police? The police? I guess. So, like, so it's like, oh, is it real? And I'm like, I don't actually care, movie. (laughs) Right. But there's no, like... Oh, how did that happen? They think that Jeff collected all this info, but he obviously didn't. Yeah, have it's you been like, paying attention? It's he's like not the same. He's not the children's same. photos. Like what? So they have the police files, okay? But why do they have the police files? Why was it in creepy? Jeff's desk? Exactly. It's just they needed another thing to happen that's kind of creepy, but it's absolutely not. Literally nothing in this movie is scary. They, at some point, discover that, like, they need to watch the video backwards. Oh, it's because of the Wittershins thing. (laughs) That's what Wittershins did. (laughs) So they're like, oh, what if you watch the tape back? Because they're watching over all the hours of footage, and then there's the time loss that they get. Hey, Chris. Huh? You ever listen to the Beatles backwards? (laughs) You ever look at a $5 bill (laughs) on weed? Yeah. Uh, anyway, what is it? Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> anyway, helter skelter. Helter skelter. So they play the footage backwards over the time loss, and now they get to see all of it. Like why that would work? No explanation. It's just you know, witches do things backwards on the left. Witter shins. That's what it's all about. 
And so I guess now they can watch all the footage that they missed before and we get to see what they did. Instead of just smoking and drinking, they did those things, but then they all stripped naked, they fucked a bunch, they, they smashed up all their shit, they threw they all the things. Yeah, they they cut up all the research. So then why is it still falling from the sky in the morning? Because it looked cool. Exactly. And it did look cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then they run off into the forest back to Coffin Rock and they just murder all the other tourists. Yes, in a very ritualistic way. And who is leading them? Tristan. Yes. And so then they're like, Tristan, you were leading us. No question like, hey, we were out of our minds. So maybe she was out of her mind, too. But they start to go kind of crazy here as well. And they turn on her and then she turns back on them. Yeah. And then they end up pushing she her. She gets a little evil. Uh-huh. And then she puts the rope around her own neck and is threatening to do it. But then she kind of convinces him to push her. Yeah. She, like, begs him to? Yeah, do it, do it. You know, blah, one of those sort of things. She was begging me. But then he claims it's an accident in the same breath. But anyway, doesn't matter. He pushes her off. And she dies. It doesn't matter because the video lies later. And well, it's like, no, I does the video lie? Oh, you think that's real? I think that's real. Fucking witch. Yeah. And so what really happened is she was really terrified for her life and she never went evil on them during this interaction. You know and the they were harassing is? her. You know what the funny thing is? What's that? I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They found Erica in the closet. He goes to oh, grab his yeah, gun, and, and then Jeff when he goes her. to put it back, her body's there. And then on tape, it shows that he did kill her, but he doesn't remember doing it. Nope, that. nope. And so then the movie ends with the interrogation, and this is where we find we get to watch the footage of her dying, and we find out that they did it. So Kim, Stephen, and Jeff are all murderers now, and they got they're in the interrogation, and then when they realize what they've done, end of movie. Yes. What the fuck? And I guess it's supposed so to be that the Blair Witch possessed all of them. I guess. I guess. It doesn't make any sense. It's a stupid movie. I wrote kind of an, an anticlimactic end. It would have been more tragic if they actually didn't do it. Or if we could see what happens to them after the realization that they did. But neither of those two things happen. Movie is nonsense. Do you have anything else? No. It's just the guys, there's so much shit that I skipped because it just doesn't ma- it none of it matters. It's all inconsequential. Inconsequential, I think, is a great word to describe this whole entire movie. And it is and it's stupid. <laughs> it is. That said, what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm gonna guess it's like 17. 14. <laughs> this sequel to Blair Witch Project is all formula and no creativity, mechanically borrowing elements from the original and other horror movies. A Metacritic of 15, a cinema score of D minus. So people walked out of that going, what the fuck was that? that and was Artisan, garbage. what did you expect? The people that went were people that liked the first movie and you gave them something completely fucking different. Completely different, yes. Like, it's not like... I'm going to use this as my example because it's my culture. Metal Gear Solid 2. When that came out, there was a switcheroo after the first act of the game. You're playing as a completely different character and you're not playing as Solid Snake. And everyone was fucking pissed. But I was like... 
eh, it's kind of cool. Like the game is still the same. And the reason why you're not playing as Snake is really interesting. This doesn't even have any of that. It's just a complete bait and switch. 100% bait and switch. Oh, you want a sequel to Blair Witch? Here's a completely different movie. <laughs> Garbage. Yeah. But is 14% Rotten Tomatoes, 15% Metacritic. Is that overrated or underrated? I'd say it's pretty much right on track. It's close. This is another movie that, like, we watched it a couple days ago. And yesterday, I remember thinking, I'll probably give it a 40 I mean, it was it was maybe worse than I remember it, but is it really that offensive? And now as I'm going over it, like, yeah, it was terrible. It's so bad. Yeah, I'm giving it a 15. I'll because give it, it was a, mildly entertaining. Uh-huh. At the very least, it was just like, what the fuck was that? What just happened? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and at the very least, like, that kept my, me, my attention. Yeah, I'll give it a, you know what, I'll give it a 15 too. I think that that is reasonable. It's just that bad. It is, it is ridiculous garbage, but it's it's so bizarre that you can't look away. I don't know about can't look away. <laughs> I, w- like, I was just like, did they really just do that ghost? Did oh they really God. just do that? You brought it back with you. <laughs> like, and, 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 like, did they really just have her run into a tree for no reason? <laughs> like, you just constantly just, what? <laughs> and I enjoy that. So, 15. Okay. All right, Kelsey. Well, before we get into our next movie, horror trivia. How many people die in 1987's Hellraiser? All those men that she kills. Are they counting that? I don't know. There's just a number. Okay, so the uncle dies. The main villain dies. The dad dies. The stepmom dies. And then all of those random men that the stepmom seduces die. So I have no idea what that number is, so I'll just go with three because those are the three I know. Eight, if you count both of Frank Cotton's deaths separately. Otherwise, it's seven. Okay, so I guess they're individually counting the men then. Probably. Because there's four men that we see on screen or something. Probably. Hmm, interesting. Okay. All right, Kelsey. According to rumors, fishermen, I think it's fishermen, come across the bodies of five men laid out in a pentagram in the woods near the creek. When they go to get the sheriff, the bodies are not there. What is the name of the landmark where the bodies were found? Coffin Rock. Yes, and we I, talked about that. Yeah, and I, I realized, I just realized that we didn't talk about the fact that they left them in a pentagram. Yes. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, we also didn't talk about how the movie won a Golden Raspberry for Worst Remake or Sequel. Oh, it's that year. so terrible, everyone. <laughs> but anyway, okay, Blair Witch 2016, the actual sequel to the Blair Witch Project. I would say if it was just the two movies, this franchise would be a lot better. Don't get me wrong. This movie is not as good as the original. And it, yeah, it was not nearly as good as I remembered it being. I remember being okay with it and I'm still okay with it, but we'll talk about it. Directed by Adam Wingard, who 
we know from your next and the guest. He's also the one I mentioned in the last episode who's rumored to be on the Event Horizon series. It's written by Simon Barrett, also the writer of your next and the guest. Uh, they also both worked on segments in on VHS, like the movie VHS, V slash H slash S, and starring James Allen McCune, Callie Hernandez, Corbin Reed, Brandon Scott, Wes Robinson, and Valerie Curry. What is Blair Witch about? Heather's little brother is all grown up and James, yeah. And his girlfriend is a documentary maker. I don't think actually his girlfriend. She calls him baby. Does she? Yeah. Cuz it's weird that they cuz they talk about them being all friends and that she's new to the friend group, but I don't think they ever really established but if she calls him baby then sure. Yeah. So his girlfriend is a documentarian and they decide to go out to Burkittsville because this guy uploaded footage that he supposedly found uh-huh. of Heather. Oh, I didn't say woods. about that. In the last movie, when they watch that footage back of them doing all the shit, they see footage of Tristan burying the footage. So how is their videotape of her burying the videotape that they're watching? Excellent question. But I wrote it down, but I retracted it because the whole entire series is all about where did the fucking footage come from then? How was it found where it was found? You know, so I, that would all three movies do that. So I'm OK with it. But anyway, yes, they find some footage online. James thinks it might be his sister in the house. So he brings his best friend and his girlfriend on a trip out there, and they're going to go with the people who found the footage. Yes. The movie is free with ads on Roku or with a subscription to Hoopla. You can rent it for $4 in most places or 10 to 13 to buy in most places, but it's only $6 on AMC On Demand. Should people watch Blair Witch? I mean, I guess if you liked the first one, then this is kind of what you're looking for. I would say it's worth watching if you've even seen the first one. As long as you didn't hate the first one, it's worth watching. It's not better than, and I wouldn't even say it's great. Out of the movies we've seen by Adam Wingard, it's the least. Mm-hmm. Really, really like The Guest. I don't like Your Next as much as you did, mm-hmm. but I still liked it. This I say I like the least, but I, I like all three of them. He's batting a thousand for me at this point. <laughs> Interestingly, his comment in an interview once, was talking about how he was hired to make this after the company bought Your Next, but they hadn't distributed it. And Your Next was a commercial failure when it was released to theaters. Was it? Yeah. Oh. And and so, like, they're like, yeah, they hired me, and they hadn't yet found out that the movie, that the reason they hired me for this movie was unsuccessful. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say that the direction is bad here. No. I think the direction is fine. I think the problem is the story. Again, this plot is way more understandable and and actually has a plot, unlike two. But this plot isn't great. It meanders. Yes. And but it if does you, things that are just like, that is so boring but and things are But things are a little bit motivated if you think the spirit is trying to make sure that they first get trapped in the woods and then they get terrified and make their way towards the house. 
and then they need to get in the house. So if you understand that that's the motivation of the spirit, then everything's motivated. It's not just like things happening because they needed something to happen. Like there is a motivation behind it, at least. I guess it's just kind of boring. I can see that. But I think if you think this movie's boring, you probably think the Blair Witch Project's boring too. Yes, I did. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, I did. But for some reason, I liked this the first time I saw it. I liked it. I think I liked it just as much both times. Hmm. So you can take our advice or leave it. But when we get back, we will talk about 2016's Blair Witch. Do you believe the stories about the Blair Witch? All across the country, audiences are discovering the scariest movie of the year. All right, Kelsey, get us started. How does Blair Witch begin? We meet our main two characters. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're jumping way too far ahead. Am I? The following footage was assembled from memory cards and DV tapes found near Burkittsville, Maryland in the Black Hills Forest on May 15th, 2014. That's the first thing that happens. (laughs) Just like every Blair Witch movie. Yes. But is that talking about... Is that no, talking about their footage, or yes. that, is that talking about the footage that they see on the internet? No, it's talking sparks about sparks them to go. It's talking about their footage. Okay. And I mean, there is no difference. We'll get to that in a little bit. What? We'll get to that. Okay. Oh, is it footage of themselves? It is. Oh. It's footage they haven't recorded yet. Oh. And who found it? Lane did. No, I mean, who found the footage that we're seeing? We don't know. Oh, okay. I don't think. Okay. But so, we meet our main two characters, and we do know the main chick, right? Lisa? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Callie Hernandez. She was in Alien Covenant that we watched on the show. There you go. So, she is making a documentary about her boyfriend, who just happens to be the little brother of... Heather, from yes. the first movie. That's because her documentary is something about not getting closure or something. I don't think it's explicitly about the Blair Witch. It's about trauma that you don't get closure for. You know, she disappeared and nobody knows what happens to her. They just know that this footage exists. They don't know where her body is. They don't know if she's still alive. Nothing. And so it's his search for closure is what she's making the documentary about. And he has seen a video of supposedly of Heather yes, uh, put online, up on the internet. On YouTube, there's video going through Rustin Parr's house, and it looks in the mirror, and it looks like Heather. But you notice that figure is not holding a camera. I did notice that. But the, I didn't think she looked like Heather. The was camera's it Heather? on the earpiece. No, it was Lisa. Okay. I didn't think it looked like Lisa either, but I, I certainly we'll didn't think it like We'll actually see the same exact shot at the end of the movie. Oh, do we? Yes. But it goes by really quickly, so if you're not, like, Looking really paying it. attention, then you won't necessarily see it. But so he was only four years old when this happened. Yeah. So now he is here to look for her because of this footage that has been uploaded to the internet. And interestingly, he's an EMT. I think that's really cool. 
it's why he has like all the first aid kit. It's why he uh, deals with the girl who gets her foot cut and all of that. I don't think maybe they did nearly enough with that, but I think it's really cool that they added that. Hey, how about one of these times we go into the woods and don't know what we're doing? One of us is a paramedic. That'd be a good idea. You know? <laughs> His best friend is coming with them. Peter. I don't know if the indication is that he's older, but he seems to remember it better. He was than... part of the search party. Yeah. So I think he's a family friend. Okay. And that's why they became really good friends. He might have even been one of Heather's friends. I don't know. But he doesn't like that she's making this documentary because he feels like she's exploiting him. Yes. And his girlfriend, Ashley, is kind of in the middle. Like, obviously, she loves her boyfriend, but also she's like, Lisa, I'm sorry. And she's like, well, I'm new. You know, I understand I'm new to the friend group. Mm-hmm. At one point, she she does ask them on camera. So they're trying to make it all about just it's a missing person situation. There is a house that no one has been able to find. Since then, but we know it existed because it's on camera, so we're going to go and try to find that house. And at one point, Lisa asks them, do you believe in the legends? And nobody responds, and then it cuts. And that bothered me because that seems like that would have gone into a big fight. Like, is that what this is about? Also, if you're making a documentary, wouldn't you want that answer recorded? Wouldn't you make a point of doing an interview with somebody and then asking them and then getting an answer? But they needed this ooh moment where people like look, glance at each other, but don't say anything. Found footage movies love that shit. (laughs) (laughs) They have a drone camera, but that will prove to be useless. Yeah, it doesn't do much except get some cool shots Mm -hmm. and then really hurt somebody. Yes. (laughs) Yes. They meet up with some like-minded investigators. Lane and Talia. They are the ones who uploaded the footage. Yes. That they found. Now, here's my first question. Don't we find out that they don't actually go into these woods? They haven't been as deep. Then where did they find the can- the footage? They say, I don't think that's a that's a mystery thing. I think they pass the point where they find the footage. Okay. Yeah. But my point is about finding all this footage. We talked already. We've already kind of spilled the beans on the fact that the footage that they found is actually footage that's taken in the future. So my original point from earlier on in the episode is that every single movie has footage found in unusual circumstances that seem to be impossible. So the fact that in Book of Shadows, we get footage of her burying the tapes that she's currently being recorded on (laughs) may seem like it's a plot hole. I think it's actually a plot point. Mm. Because all three movies do that. The first movie, the footage is found... Under the foundation of a hundred-year-old cabin. In undisturbed soil. So it needed to have been put there a hundred years ago. In that one, somebody's being recorded burying the footage that they're being recorded on. And then in this one, they find footage that hasn't been recorded yet. So the whole footage being found in mysterious circumstances thing is not unusual. As a matter of fact, it's a common trope in this franchise. It's magic, man. It's magic, man. So... These two are very kind of strange people. Uh, yes. They're very eccentric. They uh-huh. have like a giant Confederate flag. 
which makes the guy's best friend very uncomfortable uh-huh. with his girlfriend. They like love death metal music and they they're known as Darknet 666. But the truth is is that they're actually just scared people that are interested in the in the Blair yes. Witch, but are just everyday average people. Uh-huh. Uh we find out, like I said, that they lie about how often they go out into the woods and in how fact how far they, they've been. And in fact that they've never actually spent the night out there. Uh-huh. Because then the theory comes out for you to be hurt by her, you have to have spent the night there. Yeah. Which you know what? That works for all three movies. Even all though three. even though this movie says the second one never happened. Still, all three movies still fulfill that. Yes. But so, because Peter doesn't like them, he will keep kind of stirring the pots. Yes. Laughing at them. And his girlfriend is like, can we not piss off the locals? Yeah. But it turns out that they are completely benign, so it does not matter. At one point, Lane even says... Maybe the witch is using us to lure you out here, uh-huh. which is exactly what's going on. Yeah. They talk about a lot of theory stuff while they're walking. At one point, they explain that the reason people stand in the corner in the first one, they it, it's not in the first movie. And so a lot of people are like, what the fuck was that about when, at the end of the movie? But you get it in The Curse of the Blair Witch, which has a lot of extra footage that they took out of the movie because they wanted to make it purely found footage. I could have sworn there's one dropped line of, yeah, Maybe you there always is. make them stand in the corner, yeah. but you don't know anything you don't know else why. about it. Yeah. yeah. So when what, what Rustin Parr would do when he kidnapped these eight kids is he would take them down in pairs and make one stand in the corner and then the other he would kill and then he'd kill the one that was standing in the corner. But what we find out is that even Rustin Parr would stand in the corner himself when he was talking to the witch. Because if you ever looked at her, you would die from fright. It's a Medusa thing. Yes. So that's why you stand in the corner and she gave him his instructions that way. Yeah. And she will trick you into pretending she's somebody else mm-hmm. to get you to turn and look yeah. at her. And so once, once he completed the murders killed seven children and let the eighth one go. She said, you're done. And he turned himself in and said, it's finished. His his famous words when he turned himself in, it's finished because he was given orders and she wouldn't stop like harassing him until he did this. And that's why he did it. But yes, that's so that's why we get, we get the explanation for why people stand in the corner and it's going to be heavily used in the climax of this film. For some reason, Lane goes out by himself, and Talia starts to get very worried and concerned about him. So James decides to go out with Talia to look for Lane. This movie has a lot of people, like, yelling for people, Uh and then people running up to them. Scaring them. Scaring them, and for some reason not having responded to them when they yelled out to them. Mm -hmm. And in fact, at one point... Lisa says, God, I wish people would stop doing that. Everyone stop doing that. And I wrote down, yeah, the audience so do I, yeah. that you would stop doing that too. It's very stupid and irritating. Uh-huh. There's one of those here with Lane, and there's, you know, big there's loud, scary noises out there, but then they just go right back to the fucking campsite, and I wrote down, what was that scene about? 
Yeah. It was just for a jump scare, and it was really lame. So they wake up the next day, and... It's, well, a couple things. It's 2 p.m. Didn't they do that in the, in the second one? In Oh, no, I'm thinking of Grave Encounters. Oh, yes, you're right. That's what it is, which we just watched. Yes. It's 2 p.m., and there are the stick men hanging everywhere. Yes, and they are afraid of them at first. Not Lisa. Lisa's excited to get it on film. Yeah. But everyone else is terrified until somebody finds the same type of twine in Lane's backpack. Lisa does. And they do. They end up admitting that they were the ones who did it. But why did they do it, Kelsey? Because they know that something haunts these woods and they want everyone to believe in it because they know it's true. Listen, we weren't trying to scare you or anything. We just, we weren't lying about the things that are going on in these woods. We just, we needed somebody to see what was happening. Did you, you faked this? Yeah, yeah, we faked it. All right, but look, we faked it because it's real, okay? There really is something happening here, guys, in these woods. And we, that makes sense to you? Would... Hey, we didn't fake those noises last night. But this just pisses everyone off who already didn't like them. Yeah. Because but... they'd already found out they had lied to them about everything. So they kick them out of the group and they say, go that way for two miles and you'll reach the fence. But it also allows them to disregard something that doesn't have an explanation. They talk about it. They mention it, and everyone's like, fuck you. I think it's Talia says, how could we have faked get everyone getting up at 2 p.m.? Well, somebody says you must have drugged us. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense, because if you had been drugged, you'd all feel the effects. Right. The after effects. But that's what they decide. That's their silly reason for uh-huh. why that Explanation, happened. Explanation, yeah. And they ask them, but what if we get lost? And their response is... We have been following you. Yeah. So if you don't know where you're going, then we don't know where we're going. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, we didn't mention that Ashley, when they were first arriving, they were first walking out. They crossed the creek. Mm -hmm. The creek where the little girl drowned in that shallow creek. And she cuts her foot on a rock. Or something. What kind of footwear are you wearing? They were going barefoot. They didn't know that they had to cross the river, and so they took off all their shoes and then rolled up their pants or whatever and then went across. But they end up going up to their waist. Right. And somewhere she steps, she steps on something, a sharp rock or a glass shard or something, and it cuts open her foot. Yes. Both Lane and Lisa are trying to get footage of it. (laughs) Yes. And then Peter gets really fucking mad at Lane. (laughs) Yes. But James is an EMT, so he puts a butterfly bandage, he cleans it, he puts a butterfly uh, bandage on it, which is like a, a stand-in for stitches when you don't have them. It makes sure that it stays, the skin stays tight together so it can heal closed, and then wraps it. And then she just has kind of a limp going on here. But she is not doing well. At this point, yeah. At this point. So her boyfriend, like, she's to the point where, like, she can barely get up. Uh-huh. So her boyfriend takes a look at it. Yeah. And it like twitches. It moves. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he tells her, okay, it just looks a little bit irritated. I'm just going to go get some ointment to put on this. It talks to James. James, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, he tells him, like, I think, I think there's something inside. Uh-huh. And she has a fever and it's infected and we need to get her to the ER. At this point, Lisa uses the drone- yeah. 
And it flies it up. Intercepted with something. And it crashes to the ground. Yes. But before it did that, she was like, something's wrong. I can't see any road. I can't see yeah. any cars. Like, I'll, all I see are trees. Uh-huh. So something is wrong. And just like in Grave Encounters, and I mean, I guess just like in the original Bear Witch, <laughs> the, you know, the woods are a maze and you can't yeah. get out. Uh-huh. Yeah, they've in fact they've walked in an entire circle at this point. Yeah, because they go ba- they wind up back at their campground, and that's what they're camping for another night. But like the second movie didn't do that. They didn't have any problem getting through the woods, finding where they were going, and then getting back out again. And it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> isn't kind of the whole point that you get lost in the woods? Right. Yeah. No, the point there is that they all lost their sanity and yeah. killed people. So I guess they're Rustin Parr stand-ins. I guess. Yeah, they're the new Rustin Parr. I don't yeah. Know. But Rustin Parr was not crazy. If you believe the witch existed, he wasn't crazy. He just was harassed for so long by her, he would do anything to stop it. Whereas these people lose, in Book of Shadows, lose their minds and start behaving in a way that is not consistent with, you know, who they are. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's just all out of left field. Another reason why Book of Shadows sucks. <laughs> yes. There was no book! I heard somebody, I looked it up afterwards, after we recorded, I looked it up. Somebody makes the argument that perhaps that's the name of the book that they're writing, but it's never given a title. It's a good idea, though. And after they lose their research, it's never mentioned. Also, some people argue that, well, a book of shadows is where a witch keeps her spells. It's like, never mentioned. The Blair Witch doesn't have a book. As far as we know, she doesn't read. (laughs) She just walks around in the woods naked and shit, covered in hair. (laughs) But so the drone ends up getting caught in a tree, so they cannot get it back. Yeah. They end up hearing a lot of howling and thuds and roaring in the woods. Yep, which is like everything that happened in the first one only like elevated a little bit. There's going to be a moment here where we're going to lose Peter. Yes. So I forget why, but Peter runs out into the woods and a tree falls on him. Yeah. But remember (laughs) in the first one when you'd hear, we know that the directors would like break branches and stuff like that. And like it would sound like trees were falling and but you you never saw any of it. You just heard it and it was creepy. So this is like the next level elevation where no trees are actually falling. Something's knocking them over. And that's what he's running from until eventually a tree falls on him. And then he gets dragged away, I think. Yes. Yeah. We do not know what happens to him. We never find out. No. That's the last we see of Peter. But it's frustrating because James is calling out to him on the... The walkie-talkie. Yes. No, we talked about this, though. Peter hears him on the walkie-talkie, but he also thinks there's some creature like a giant bear or something hunting him. He turns the walkie-talkie off instead of responding because he doesn't want whatever's out there to find him. But I'm, I just don't understand how James did not see the walkie-talkie yes. being held up, how he didn't hear himself echoing. How like, he didn't hear the, the, the tree fall and run in that direction. Yeah, because yeah. the way they shoot it from Peter's perspective. Like nothing happened, right? You can see yeah. James. Not too far off in the distance. Uh-huh. But for some reason, dis- James does not see yeah. Peter at all. We don't hear any of the things that Peter hears or sees or gets hit with 
from guess, James' perspective on his camera. I guess you could argue that the Blair Witch can make it so you can see and hear what she wants you to see. Maybe, but they don't go into that. Why, you know, somebody might have a tree fall on them and the other person doesn't even know a tree fell. It doesn't, yeah. But anyway, we haven't talked about the fact that they all have little Bluetooth cameras on their ears, which probably wouldn't be as effective as it appears they are, but... It's cool that everyone has a camera on them at all times seeing what they see. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yes. Agreed. So I think it's the next day or it's that night. No, it's that night. They are very worried about Peter. They don't know what's happened to him because he's been dragged Uh off. And they tell Ashley, like, he just went to go get firewood or whatever. And they're just kind of, I think, standing there. And all of a sudden, Lane and Talia show up. Yeah, Dirty and bedraggled and starving. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, how long has it been since we've seen you? It's like it was... This morning. This morning. We saw you this morning. Or this afternoon. Yeah. And they go, you're fucking lying. It's been five or six days and the sun has not come up. Yeah. And Talia is like, why don't we just stay here with them? They at least have fucking food. She like falls on the ground eating Uh their food. Oh, yeah. They've lost their minds at this point. And Peter's like, these people are going to die. They're going to be here forever. Not me. Not me. And so he runs off into the woods. Talia stays. Okay. And they make a tent for her. So then the next morning. They not, it's the, not morning. It's still night. They, they go to the, sleep. They wake up. It's, it's still night. They look at the watch and it's 7 a.m. Uh-huh. Where is the sun? Where is the sun? And they get out and there's even more stick figures. And they're much bigger. And they're made with hair. Not oh. with twine. Oh, this is so good. And it's Talia's hair. At least some of it is. She's she's panicking. She's freaking out because it's made with her own hair. But they don't believe her. Yeah, and specifically... Ashley. Ashley is pissed at this point because Peter has gone missing. And she's like, <laughs> you, know. you did this. Like pushes her? No. Doesn't touch her. Oh, I thought she pushed her. No. She snaps the... Oh, the tw- oh, the, that's what happens. The doll in half. The doll that has that has Talia's hair on it. And, they, and it snaps Talia in half. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Very similar to Suspiria, but better in my opinion, because this was done completely on accident. Yeah. And it was... Shocking. Like you see it happen, yeah, it's a shock. You, you when weren't it expecting it. Yeah, she, she out of anger, she just snaps this stupid twig doll, and then her body, Talia's body, just snaps with it. It's it's a well done shot. Uh huh. That was impressive. That's what happened. Okay, I completely misinterpreted that, and your explanation is much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly the tent. That someone was sleeping in is just pulled up. Yeah, right up into the air. And then thrown down. Uh-huh. And I was like, I liked it better before that happened. What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, I think the idea is, is that now the scares are escalating. The witch is trying to push them to the house. Ah, uh, that makes sense. So they start running because of that. But <laughs> I love that that was what it took to get them to start running away. Not that the body's snapping in yeah, half. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, but but that- you see, the, sc- the scares are motivated in this as opposed to Book of Shadows where they're absolutely not. And everything just, anything can happen. Yes. So they all start running. And Ashley is forced at some point. She falls. 
And the first time Chris and I saw this scene, it was very effective. But this time it wasn't as effective because she pulls it out of her leg. And I was like, but isn't it, shouldn't it be in her foot? Yeah, no, but I think it's grown up into her leg. Oh. It's a root. It's hard to tell what it is. Oh, I thought it was like a worm yeah, or no, a snake or something. It's a root. Oh. Which is a little bit more like nature, you know. So we're supposed to believe that a root is growing inside of her? Yeah. It has been planted in her when she cut her foot. Okay. It's much creepier. Why would it move? It's magic, man. I guess. <laughs> no, I totally thought it was a worm or a snake of You some see it sort. for like half a second. And it's hard to make out what it is, but yeah, it's a root. But yeah, like, I remember in the moment, the first time, like, being, like, totally, oh, God, but it wasn't nearly as bad this time, Uh and it was really, really short. Uh Uh-huh. It's very quick. Yeah. So I think she finds one of the walkie-talkies, and it's very sinister, but Peter says, because he said that earlier. Yeah. And then he goes, help me. And then, like, a bunch of shit happens, and I don't know what's going on, and it's very confusing. I don't remember. And then she's running again, and then she suddenly has access to the drone that she She sees find. the drone <laughs> up in the tree. Yeah, that she finds. But, yeah, the access part suddenly has access. That's the problem, because she has that little pad that controls it and shows what it can see, and it's like, so did everyone download this? Does everyone have a little personal controller for this thing? Or is it an app that you have on your phone? These don't look like phones. They look like tablets. Mm-hmm. Does everyone have a tablet that's connected to this thing? It's a little bit weird. It, no explanation. It's like, wait, why Why doesn't Lisa have this? Why does she have it? But whatever. She does. She can't control it. She can see through it, though, and it's working. It's on. And then this girl who has oh. been in pain all this time and has been walking on this foot and just pulled shit out of her own leg, somehow then, in pitch darkness, is able to climb up this tree. I have two major phobias, people. Two. One is heights. More specifically, falling from heights. And two is being constricted. It's a sort of claustrophobia. I don't have a problem with being in a closed space in the dark. I have a problem with not being able to move my arms and body, not being able to turn around. And we're going to get both of those things in this movie. And it, especially the second one, fucks me up. But this is the first one where I'm like, nope, nope. (laughs) Or she climbs this goddamn tree. Yes, because, you know, the drone is up there and it's stuck. So she climbs up this tree I wrote down, oh, girl, you're going to fall to your death here. And lo and behold, she does. She gets all the way up to the top, gets to where the drone is, can't quite reach it. And this the the branch that she's on snaps. She falls. Uh, you but missed she's it then. not dead. You missed it. A hand reaches out and grabs for her. And she freaks out. And that's why she falls. Oh, really? Yeah. I must have not seen that. Yeah. But she doesn't die. <laughs> She's She's like twitching or whatever on the ground and then gets dragged off screen. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's raining. Yeah. Which, okay. All right. Sometimes this guy just opens up, man. (laughs) James and Lisa are suddenly in front of the house. Uh Uh-huh. 
and they can hear screaming from, coming from inside the house. And James is determined that it's Heather. Yeah. Which makes no sense, but he's determined. Even though at this point, they've confirmed that the tape that, that Lane claimed to have found, which I guess he really did. Yeah. That's really very confusing. That, yeah. Was made from the same special type of tape that he uses. It's the DV tapes. But guess who else was using DV tapes? Who? Both of the prior movies. Hmm. But he was too, and that's what made them suspicious of of them. So they already figured that he faked the footage. Yes. But he's still dead set that his sister is inside the house. So he tells her, you know this is what I came here for, and he goes inside the house. She stays outside as long as she possibly can. Yes. And I wrote down, was that a witch ghost? Do we see a witch ghost? I think it is retroactively considered that we never actually see the witch in this movie. Okay. Everything you see is like a victim of the witch. But that doesn't make a lot of sense. It feels like a sort of, uh, you know, a retcon. Because they tell us the story. She wasn't just tied to a tree and left there, the witch. She was weighed down in sort of a, you know torture rack thing where she was hung by her arms and and stones were tied to her legs stretching her out and we're gonna see a creature here that has really long limbs so like if that's one of the witch's victims who is it and how do they look that way mm-hmm. it would make more sense if it was the witch mm-hmm. but anyway and i wrote down why don't you just keep screaming heather just keep doing it yeah to see you know maybe she'll respond at some point this just, is the end just keep Keep doing it. It's the climax of a Blair Witch <laughs> movie, man. You got to start shouting people's names. It was very irritating, and it was upsetting because one of the more effective things – I realize I use the word effective a lot. It's uh-huh. going to be irritating for our listeners. But one of them from the original is when he, when Heather is following after What's-His-Name – and he's like, I hear him downstairs. And he runs yeah, down. Josh, and she, that yeah. was really, that part is well done. Josh and Mike were the two people, right? Yeah. Mike hears Josh downstairs, I think. Yeah. I hear him downstairs. Yes. Oh, God, it's so good. And you're getting the audio from one source, but it's not the camera that you're watching. And it is so fucking good. Yeah. And then this is just, this doesn't Heather! Do yeah, it's just a lot of shouting. Heather! But this house, this house is so fucking cool. I love this house. I love that it appears in the middle of the woods after it had supposedly been burned down after Rustin Parr was executed. It's there now again. Like, that's really fucking cool. And then you go inside and it feels like, have you ever been in a place that's been abandoned? Mm-hmm. In the woods? No. I have. And this is what it feels like. Like, it's, this is very real to me. Like, I was I was born near the Redwood Forest in Northern California, and so whenever I would go visit family up there, we'd, you know, as kids, we'd run around in the forest doing shit, and you'd find, like, just buildings that just aren't being used anymore. There's nothing really inherently creepy about them, but it feels like this. So, just these random buildings in the middle of the woods, all decrepit and shit. <laughs> but I love this house. This house is really, really cool. Especially how they get around in it. And it gets more complicated in this movie, too. I love that she starts outside. Lisa starts to scream at James. Uh Uh-huh. Remember, it's, like, storming Uh outside. 
And I'm like, what makes you think he'll be able to hear you? It's desperation, man. I guess. So she goes store. She goes running inside because she like hears shit and sees shit coming for her. So she runs inside to get away from that. So the witch is doing a good job of forcing them into the house. She immediately goes down to the basement, and who does she find? She finds Lane looking a little ridiculous. I loved it. Like Andy Dick and Dude, Where's My Car? I loved it. (laughs) Oh my god, Lisa, you look just like I remember you. Like, it's been, like, years. Uh Uh-huh. He's all disheveled with a beard. You have to do what she tells you. Uh Uh-huh. It was fun. Don't look at her. But she ends up, like, killing him, I think. Well, what happens first is they get into a fight. And then he shoves her into a hole. Oh, yeah. Closes her in there in the basement. Yeah. Because it's like he's doing it for the witch. Like the witch is telling him to do it. Yeah. And then she crawls through this crawl space. And she does a great job. Holy shit. Showing you what goes through a person's mind when they walk themselves through this sort of situation. scene is incredible. It is the scariest scene for me personally in the whole movie, but that's just because of my own personal phobia. And where she gets stuck and she can't move and she panics. But then, I mean, she's not going to die immediately. At one point, she just starts to like, okay, just breathe. And, you know, you can pull yourself through. It's okay. You'll be fine. You're not dying here. And she, like, talks herself through this crawl space, this muddy, you see roots from the trees nearby, more roots. It's got this layer of, like, standing water at the bottom that she's pulling herself through, and it's entirely gross, and I'm losing my mind the entire fucking time this is happening. But she does manage to pull herself all the way through and out the other side. But that, her talking herself through it, that is exactly how I would handle the situation, yeah. just mm-hmm. in my head. I wouldn't say it out loud. But, like, it sounds silly when she says it out loud, but that's exactly what I would be thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you just tell yourself, no, everything is going to be okay. This is fine. <laughs> So she she gets to the other side, back into the house, which doesn't make any sense because she never climbed up. She was dropped into the basement. Yeah, I wrote. But she gets out like on the second story or something like or the attic. Yes, that's what's so creepy about this. Just like getting lost in the forest. But she gets out of this crawl space. Grave Encounters did this too. Yeah. (laughs) And she like tries to move furniture in front of the hole because I think she's scared something's coming after her. And this is another thing you missed. I, I think in the moment you missed it. A hand comes out of the hole after her as she's trying to block it up. Mm. But this is also a moment where I think this is the time where she gets attacked by Lane. She has a knife on her. Just a utility knife. And then he, like, jumps out at her and she turns around and there's a struggle and then she stabs him. And Lane dies here. So it's just 
Lisa and James are the only ones left, and she hasn't been able to find James. But she does. Yeah. And James tells her, we have to stare at the corner, don't look behind you no matter what. Yeah. But then he doesn't follow his own instructions. Pillar of salt, man. Pillar of salt. Yeah. He also has an I'm so sorry bit that's a pretty cheesy callback to his sister. Yeah. Did not like that. No. Lisa, I'm so sorry. This is all my fault. God, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, wow, Grave Encounters and this movie are very similar. <laughs> or it's just found footage tropes, man. Yes, exactly. At, at some point, people are running through here. We see the what what might be the witch, may or may not be the actual witch. Which was a little terrifying. I remember really liking that the first time I saw it. Well. But it doesn't know. matter because we're at the end of the movie right here. Yeah, he doesn't I'm so sorry, bullshit. And then the witch pretends to be Heather. And so he turns around and dies. Heather? <laughs> what are you doing? Is that really you? Who are you talking to? And then it pretends to be James. Yeah, so she... Lisa is trying to get out of the house by moving backwards by looking at her camera, which was fun. Uh I mean, you know, it's straight out of the story of Medusa, but it's still fun. Using the shield as a mirror and yeah. Mm -hmm. But so she is almost out. And then she hears James call out to her. Lisa, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I wrote down... I mean, you had to know it wasn't him talking to you. And then I wrote down, but then again, if she just, I didn't know she was leaving, I guess. I thought she was just standing in the corner the entire time. I wrote, if she just looks in the corner forever, how do movie end? <laughs> no, she was she was moving out. She was almost out. Yeah. And it called out to her. And she fell for it and it grabs her. Yep. And that's the end of the movie. Yep. Do you have any other comments to say about the movie, Kelsey? Nope. What do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to guess like 30. 37. Blair Witch doles out a handful of effective scares, but aside from a few new twists, it mainly offers a belated rehash of the original and far more memorable first film. Metacritic of 47, a cinema score of D+, which I can't fucking believe. I remember the first time I saw this movie and I'm like, that wasn't bad. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine how this got a D plus. I'm surprised, but seeing it a second time was not as impressed. Yes, absolutely. I think it was more like, yeah, wow, we haven't gotten a good Blair Witch movie in a while. And so part <laughs> of that was, uh, but anyway, the original had an 87 at the time of our recording. You gave it a 71. I gave it an 85. Do you think that 37% for this movie is overrated or underrated? It's slightly underrated slightly what would you give it let me give it 50 okay this might end up on our uh our biggest differences oh seriously year. yeah i'm i was gonna give it a 70 oh wow yeah i think it's this movie is pretty inoffensive it doesn't really make me mad at any point and there are a lot of really, really effective scenes. I know we talk about it being effective. We say effective a lot. I get it. But there are a lot of really effective scenes 
that like hit right to the things that I'm most scared of. And the fact of the matter is, is that horror movies don't scare me very often, like legitimately scare me. I know people who go into horror movies wanting to be scared. And I know people who don't watch horror movies because they get too scared. Me, I just think it's fascinating to watch horror movies because it's shit you don't see all the time. And I think it's really cool to, to be creeped out. But I'm never scared. This had two different moments that's like, Chris, you, this is the shit that you're going to be afraid of. <laughs> and it worked. I thought it was a good escalation of the first movie. A good modernization of the first movie. But not to the point where it's really obnoxious, like Book of Shadows was. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think it gets a 70 for me. I felt like it was a pretty... It was fine. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it had, like, three good parts. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not great. I would never call this great. It just didn't do anything that I walk away from, like, oh my god, that was so cool. Nothing. Right. But, I mean, if I saw... If I was watching the first Blair Witch Project again, and then I wanted more... Like, I would watch this. I couldn't say that about Alien and Prometheus. You know what I mean? I can say that about this. It's not as good, but if you want more, and like, you know, uh, 15 years later sort of thing, it's actually like 17 years or whatever, and see how it gets modernized, absolutely. I, th I think this stands up in that regard. But again, it's not great. It doesn't do anything spectacular. It doesn't knock your socks off or anything. So I can't give it higher than a 70. But I liked it. But just 50 for you? Yeah. Just straight down the middle of the road? Just, it was fine. Yeah. Understandable. There's nothing about this that I felt was inspired or anything that felt super unique and mm -hmm. different and off the path. And nothing particularly scared me. Yeah. And I was really irritated that they kept doing that. And then they even made a comment about it, about somebody running up for no good goddamn yeah, reason. Uh-huh. I was like, you seriously just made a comment about it. Like, you understand how stupid it is. I know. Okay, so that's a thing that lots of movies and video games and stuff do. And it's like, oh, if we comment on it, if we hang a lantern on it, then we make a joke, people laugh, and we're forgiven. Same way that there's a lot of, like, spoof movies and games that do the thing that they're spoofing, that they're making fun of. But it's like, you're, you're doing it. You're doing the annoying thing, and it's annoying me. It's not a free pass just because you mention it. You know, you need to be able to make a joke about it and make it okay. That doesn't. The fact that you did it, po-faced, and then later on commented, geez, I wish people would stop doing that. Like, if your character wants people to stop doing that, your audience might as well. Like, Kelsey, perfect example. If I was going to watch another movie about Blair Witch, I think the only thing they could do that would really get me excited would be like a, a lore type of movie. What if they came in, kind of like with the original, where they're going to do a documentary about it. Mm -hmm. What if they did it again, but this time it was purely like, I guess, like Curse of the Blair Witch was, but on a bigger budget, more ghosts, mm -hmm. more real ghosts, more like scary ghosts. <laughs> it's funny. I was just thinking, I'm like, I feel like I mentioned this before on something. It's Curse of the Blair Witch when we were talking about that in our Blair Witch project 
episode where I was like, why aren't there more movies like this that are just actual mockumentaries about something that didn't actually happen? Like, why aren't there more like this is perfect, fertile ground for making a horror movie or a horror adjacent movie. And nobody's doing it. <laughs> Every time we'd get to one, it's like, no, this isn't what I mean. You're this is be not what I'm talking about. Well, then you're going to be super excited for next week, babe. Oh, am I? <laughs> okay, so that is this week. We've wrapped up Blair Witch. The franchise is done. Put a bow on it. Unless they're making another one. Stick a fork in it. Which I'm sure they will. What are we watching next week? Some more uh, interviews and mockumentaries, and it's some vampires. Oh, oh, we're Kelsey, gonna... <laughs> Kelsey, tell me we're doing it. Are we doing it? We're going to watch Interview with the Vampire. Oh, yes. And What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Oh, God, I'm so excited. Very different films in tone. It has been so difficult for me not to watch <laughs> What We Do in the Shadows or the TV show. Like, I have actively avoided watching this movie, and it is very much something I would watch by people whose work I watch and love, and so I have I've actively avoided this movie so I could watch it when we do it on the show. And, oh, Kelsey, you just made me a very, very happy man. Figured. Really, really excited about that now. <laughs> so, Interview with a Vampire, classic, the first and best entry in that franchise. I pretty much won't even have to take notes. I've seen the movie yeah. so many times. Uh -huh. I don't, I know it by heart. I've read the book. I don't need notes. I could talk about it right now. <laughs> and what we do in the shadows. Which neither of us have ever seen. Which is a mockumentary about a house full of the different types of vampires. So like there's a Nosferatu and there's a, you know, so they're all different types of vampires living together in modern day. And there's a, documentary crew following them around so excited about that taika watiti like yeah okay cool really excited that is next week until then you can always find us on our website podcemetery.com you can follow us on twitter at pod cemetery where we post a lot of extra stuff that we don't talk about on the show or visual material that obviously doesn't communicate well on a podcast or follow up on questions that we may have asked. So it's a really good idea to follow us on Twitter at Pod Cemetery. Don't forget to actually subscribe to us in your podcatcher of choice and rate and review. A five-star written review is the biggest help you can give us there. Even bigger than that is sharing us with your friends and even bigger than that is listening in the GD first place. Thank you all very, very much. We love each and every one of you. Until next week, I've been Chris. I've been Kelsey. And this has been Pod Cemetery. But before we go, Kelsey, any last words? Over here, we've got a rock formation. Oh my god, who made that? Oh, I did earlier. Uh, over here, we've got Par Ruins Foundation shirt. That's a big item. I sell that. T-shirts and sweatshirts and hats. Here, Tristan, that's for you. Gratis. I don't wanna be buried in a pit cemetery I don't want to live my life again I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery I don't want to live my life again Follow the victim to the sacred place
My pants are tight. I am quoting David Cross on Just Shoot Me. All right, that blink blings us? No, these people are going to die and be here forever, not me. I'm not dealing with your bullshit. Calm check.